Hello everyone, how are you today? This is Brian P. Jones. I am your host of the podcast you are listening to, and you don't know much about me because I've never podcasted before. But like probably many people out there, I have, you know, looked around and seen apps and heard various things about podcasting and sounded like a good idea, so I thought I would try it. So, again, you don't know that much about me. But as I sit here and think, well, here we are in 2020. Now, I have a son, and he's 16, about to be 17. And one of the things any 16-year-old boy might like to do is go to YouTube. This is uh, this is a phenomenon that's happened to our modern world. Cell phones, computers, podcasting, YouTubing, it has all just exploded. Now, to these 16-year-olds, that's just normal to them. They, that's their world. That's how they communicate. Now, for some of us slightly older folks, we can remember when it was kind of a fascinating thing even to have email and then a few years later, Facebook. But it's all changed and, like we said, exploded. So that, like I said, young people, they just grow up with it, don't they? It's normal to them. That's their world. It's how they communicate. But for me, Mr. Middle-Aged Podcaster for the first time, it's still kind of a fascinating thing. Now, with that said, it's not really all that different to me. In the good old days, my major in college my first major, my undergraduate major, was broadcasting. Radio and television mass communication. So it's not really that much different of a world to me. And the technology might be slightly different and a little bit more quicker, able to be communicated to more people more instantaneously. Of course, uh, the old days, you know, in quotations, you could only really broadcast if you had access to a, a radio station, which I did for a time in college. I held various positions at a college radio station and as part of my major degree, But that was really it. You could, you know, if you weren't 
a student there or you didn't have some valuable thing to say as a, as a media person out there in the world, you couldn't really get on radio unless you maybe begged for a, you know, a little slot here, a little slot there, and a, and a radio station, maybe a overnight <laughs> hour or two or early morning on a weekend or something like that. But now it's just incredible. You know, let's, let's take the big picture here. Let's, let's look around at uh, our world for a little bit and just kind of pull back and realize, wow, in the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years at most, this proliferation, this explosion of media. And again, you're probably sitting there going, wow, you know, this is, this is nothing new. This is not earth-shaking news, new news. But... I just say all this to say, let's get a, let's get a perspective on things. Let's get a perspective on where we used to be, how far we've come, where we are now, and maybe even, if we can imagine, where we're going. That's the big question, isn't it? Is how far can this go? Yes, it's, it's great, the technology, the computers, the ability to instantaneously broadcast yourself. Not to steal a line from YouTube, but I believe that's their slogan, broadcast yourself. But where will this go? How far will it go? How much will it change? Will the, the freedom to do this stay free? Now, we say free, but let's look a little bit deeper on that level too. Yes, anyone can pick up this uh, wonderful tool, speak into a phone, press a few buttons and there you're a you're a podcaster or you're a YouTuber. Now, along with that, uh, first amendment issues, freedom of speech issues are something to be talked about as well. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful we live in America. Now maybe you're somewhere else in the world listening to this. I don't know in a free country, hopefully somewhere in the world, but not every country is free, is it? As I mentioned earlier, I worked at a college radio station and the year was, I believe, 1989. Being the young broadcaster and concerned with getting across public information and news and a little bit of opinion. That was the year that protesters took to the streets in China, protesting oppressive communist governments. And you'll remember the iconic scenes of a tank or several tanks rolling down the the streets in China. 
Beijing, I believe. And the young people protesting and, you know, smoke bombs going off in various places and the confusion and chaos. But you remember the iconic scene of a young person, a student, I believe, standing their ground in front of a full-on approach of of a military tank. And what that represented, the fact that there are people still searching for freedom. Bring it up to today. Even that same country. Let's get maybe a little political for a moment, or at least talk about some world events with the virus happening. Now, some people will object, oh, well, we can't call this uh, virus the the China virus or the Wuhan virus or anything like that, but they did have a role. They've, by a lot of people's accounts, they've hid their numbers or fudged their numbers or, you know, kind of tried to control the narrative that things weren't as bad as they were. And, you know, let's put it bluntly, lying about a lot of things to the rest of the world when this virus started up and that's caused many problems but that gives you a, a glimpse into this world that we live in this idea of freedom versus oppression and so again thinking big picture where will all this go we feel very free we feel we can just pick up a device and say anything we want to say and broadcast it anywhere we want to broadcast it. But there are places in this world that don't have that freedom. You can't say what you want to say. The government restricts you. The government may punish you. The government may imprison you for saying things you're not supposed to say in their mind. And so there's still a lot of work to be done, isn't there? But again, maybe a little closer to home, maybe not on quite as uh, dramatic a level, but still something to be concerned with is who really controls things? I'm talking about the large computer and media companies in, in the United States primarily. Again, not to uh, downplay or uh, harshly criticize everything that's been done or created. There's a lot of good. I'm, you know, this is not a plug, obviously, but I'm recording this on an Apple iPhone. Good for Apple. Good for Steve Jobs. Good for this company that's really revolutionized things. But they are a large company with a lot of power, aren't they? Same thing with Microsoft, same thing with Facebook, same thing with Google, and a couple of others. They have a lot of power. Are they too powerful sometimes? Do we need to scrutinize? Do we need to look a little bit further and a little more into what they do and what they don't do, what they allow and what they don't allow. So 
again, there are power players in this world, business, technology, politically. Where do we go with our freedom of speech? But like we said, yes, uh, freedom of speech is, is a precious thing. We need to f- fight for it. Now, you have, at least in the United States and of many other places, the right to speak and say what you want to say, but you don't necessarily have the right to be listened to, do you? I think that's where a lot of the younger people today, as we mentioned earlier, might not understand that. Just because you have the right to say something, to speak your mind, doesn't mean you must be listened to, that you demand an audience. I'm giving you my two cents here on this podcast, but whether anyone listens to this, wants to subscribe to it, pay for it, whether it is worth any amount of uh, listenership, that remains to be seen. So, for my first podcast, I hope you've gained a little bit of insight into some things about me. As I look out my window here at the beautiful springtime day, considering any number of topics that we've covered today, free speech, freedom, oppression, technology, viruses, and life in general. This is Brian P. Jones.